Welcome to the Refined Financial Podcast, where we provide financial education one relationship at a time. For more information, visit us at refinedfinancial.co or call us 518-213-4525. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning into the Refined Financial Podcast. My name is George, founder and CEO of Refined Financial and a money coach here at the company. I'm so happy you're able to join us today. I know it's been a few weeks since our last conversation and uh, that was my fault it's been a busy June and early July and I apologize for not being able to bring you another episode but we do want to continue with our series the five areas people are losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily we've talked over uh, a home purchase and a mortgage we've talked over taxes and we've talked over education those are three huge areas for sure that we're all spending money all the time and we need to make sure that we're not losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily. Well, today is another big one. Today is the 401k or your retirement plan. See, a lot of people have 401ks or some sort of retirement plan. Even if you're self-employed, you can have one too. And this is another area where we're spending money all the time. We're either going to invest it into the stock market or the bond market. We're putting money away from our paycheck into some sort of retirement plan. And as we do that, we have decisions we have to make. And so I want to kind of debunk some myths with the 401k today. Also make sure that I'm addressing all of the areas where I do see people losing out uh, because we're either doing too much or too little to certain areas. We want to talk about that. That's today. And then the last episode in this series is going to be major capital purchases. So you're going to want to tune into the next episode. I promise it won't be four weeks from now (laughs) that we can get that one in. And that's going to be all about car purchases, uh, a wedding, uh, a big vacation, or just any kind of major purchase that you have uh, upcoming. So that's going to be a good one too. So today we're talking about the 401k. Now, like I mentioned, most people who have a 9 to 5 W2 paying job will typically have some sort of retirement plan. If you're in the private sector of the world, if you work for a private company, you're going to have most likely a 401k. If you work in the non uh, profit space, if you work in uh, sometimes for local governments, state governments, teachers, you have a 403b. Uh, or even if you work in like the medical industry, like hospitals and things, they have 403Bs. If you work for the federal government or some other government agencies, you have a 457. Um, but long story short, you basically have some sort of retirement plan where you can contribute money out of your paycheck. Sometimes the employer will match you on that or add a contribution, and you're saving that money for retirement. So whether 401k, 403b, 457, uh, some places call it deferred comp, some places call it defined contribution, at the end of the day, it's a retirement plan that you can save to. So we're going to talk about that today. We as Americans utilize these types of what are called, uh, in broad scope, a defined contribution plan as a way for us to save for retirement. You know, our retirement is really dictated by us. Nowadays, in 2021 and beyond, we don't really have the company pensions anymore. We don't have the, you know, our employers giving us these huge retirement benefits like there used to be. And now we have to make sure that we're saving our own money so we can get to where we want to go. Since we need to be on the hook for the money that we have to save, we need to make sure that we're doing the appropriate amount, 
to the appropriate place. So ultimately, we know that we have something left over when I eventually want to stop working. Now, with retirement plans, some of the rules are a little bit different, but they're mostly the same. So as a broad scope today for this podcast, I really just want to make sure that we understand the basic rules of the plans, how they work, and how we're going to use this money. So at a very high level, any sort of 401k, 403b, any retirement company-sponsored retirement plan, we have limits that we have to abide by, whether it's how much we make or how much we can contribute. And then basically the idea of this type of plan is I'm going to take money from my salary that I'm getting paid. I'm going to take a portion of that and put it away into this plan. Once the money sits into my 401k account, then I'm going to invest those dollars that I've put in there into the stock market or the bond market, mutual funds, ETFs, that kind of thing. So there's a couple step process. The first step in making sure that you're not losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily is determining how much to contribute. This is a huge question I get all the time. Well, George, how do I know how much I should contribute? How do I know where to start or what to do? So at a very high level, we need to make sure that you're contributing enough to get any sort of incentive or company contribution that they may offer. Now, a lot of public and private employers are doing this nowadays where they'll basically say, hey, if you put in money, we will put in money on your behalf. Now, it's a tax incentive for them to do that, so that's why they're being so nice to you. (laughs) But ultimately, that's why you're able to have money go in and then they match it. So let's just think for very simple example purposes. If your company says, we will match you 100% of your contribution up to 3% of your salary. Okay, what the heck does that even mean? So take your salary multiply it by 3% or basically take your salary times 0.03. And that's going to be the amount of money that the employer will give you over the course of the year. So as long as I put in 3% of my salary, the employer will put in 3% of my salary. That's how you know 100% match works. Sometimes they'll say, we will contribute 100% of the first 3%, and then 50% of the next 3%. Okay, so that means 6% of my salary is being looked at. So if I contribute 6%, on the first first 3% that I contribute, they're going to match it dollar for dollar. And on the next 3%, they're going to match half or 50 cents on the dollar. So when you're figuring out how much your company is willing to match or what they're going to put in on your behalf, you have to look at the type of match they're offering whether it's a graded or a step down like I just mentioned, or if it's 100% of it, either way, that's a great place to start. Now, it has to be affordable, right? You have to be able to you know, make sure that you can pay the bills and have money set aside so that way you are making sure you know, you're not going into debt because you're contributing to your 401k. But as long as it's affordable to do, a great place to begin is the company match uh, be, uh, place because I'm making sure that I'm getting 100% of that money. So think about it. If I contribute 3% of my salary and the employer now, because I do that, is going to put in 3% of my salary of their own money, well, that's like 100% rate of return on those dollars, right? Think about it. If I put in that, they're going to match me 100% on those dollars. That's 100% rate of return. I'm not going to go get 100% rate of return in the market. There's not going to be an investment that's going to do that for me every single year. And so ultimately, doing what the company will match is a great place to begin. 
if you can do that. That's that's a good place to start because that allows for you to put that money in and basically get 100% or like I mentioned, if it's 150, well, okay, we get a first match and then the second match. So it's really, really good to look at how much the employer is going to do to be able to provide you more money. That's a good place to begin. Now, how much is affordable also matters. Like I said, you got to be able to pay the bills. You don't want to go into debt just because you're contributing. So figure out how much 3% or 4% or whatever the company matches, figure out how much that is in dollars, divide that by how many paychecks you get. If you get paid once a month, divide it by 12. If you get paid twice a month, divide it by 24. Or if you get paid every other week, because there's 52 weeks in the year, divide it by 26. That will tell you how much you're going to be able to receive. Then you can say, okay, here's how much it's going to cost me to put these dollars into the 401k. And this is how much I'm going to have left as take-home pay. Because that money's going into the account. It's as if you're not even getting paid those dollars because you're putting them in before you actually get them. It's a great way to save because of that, right? Kind of out of sight, out of mind. I know a lot of people who say, if I get the money in my checking account, I'm going to spend it. So I'm going to put a little bit more in my 401k, maybe to do a little bit more to savings than I may feel comfortable with at the moment, just to get me on a good savings pattern. I'll say if you're just starting out in in your working career, if you just came out of college, this is a full-time job for you, the beginning of your career, put a dollar amount that obviously is affordable, but a dollar amount that is, you know, maybe stretching your savings goals by a little bit just because it's going to get you into a good habit. I remember the very, very first time I ever had a 401k, I started saving. I just put a flat 10% in. You know, for me, I knew that I was going to tithe 10% of my income to the church. And so I figured, okay, if I'm going to do that first, that's going to come right out of my salary. Let's just keep it the same percentage. I'm going to do 10% to myself. So I'm going to give 10% to the Lord first. Then I'm going to start saving for my retirement at 10% and just kind of go from there. It was my first full-time job. I didn't, you know, I was out of college, so I didn't really know my budget really well yet. And I could afford to do that. So that's what I started with. And throughout the years, it went up, it went down. It just depended on my situation. I never went below the company match. Remember, you want to keep that company match if you can. But ultimately, that was just a great place to start. So you can give me a call, call a coach. We can go through exactly how much it is or you know what the dollar amounts really look like for you. But get a place that's affordable to start and make sure that you can get that company match if possible. Next is going to be, well, then once I decide on the dollar amount, how do I actually contribute? And what I mean by that is for most company-sponsored plans today, you typically have two ways you can save. There's actually three ways you can save, and we're not going to get into all the details today, but there's really two main ways that most people save into the 401k. The first one is called pre-tax or before taxes. The second one is called Roth or after tax, and I'm going to explain each of those. So a pre-tax contribution to the 401k, when you save money, like I mentioned, we figure out the dollar amount, the percentage that you put in. If I put those dollars in pre-tax or before taxes, that money is going in just like it sounds. It's going in before I get taxed. So in the eyes of the IRS, I don't even make those dollars. So just a good example real fast. If I make $45,000 a year, and I contribute $5,000 to my 401k pre-tax, in the eyes of the IRS, 
I've literally made 40,000. They basically don't even tax me on the five grand. That's how I get the tax savings is when I get my W-2 at the end of the year, when I file my taxes, I'm filing my income less those 401k contributions or less those dollars. So if I make 45 grand, I put five grand away. I really, in the eyes of the IRS, made 40. That's what the pre-tax contribution means. So if I put those pre-tax dollars in, again, the company's going to match me on that, hopefully. And now I'm going to invest those dollars. And let's say those dollars, those that $5,000 makes me money. So now I've put money in, it's pre-tax. I'm going to grow that money over time. And years and years and years later, now it's time for me to retire and I'm going to take that money out. Well, remember, because I didn't pay taxes on those dollars today, I'm going to have to pay taxes on those dollars later. The IRS wants their money either way, and we're always going to pay Uncle Sam, unfortunately. And so we have to make sure that we know which route to go. But ultimately, a pre-tax contribution gives me a tax incentive today, but I do have to pay taxes tomorrow. And so it has to to determine which option is best for you. You have to figure out how much money am I making right now? And do I think I'm going to make more money in the future? Do I think I'm going to be in a higher tax bracket in the future? That will help determine which route to go. Second option is a Roth 401k or a Roth 403b if if that is possible in your plan. This is the exact opposite. The Roth money goes into the plan after tax. Now, that doesn't mean that they're pulling taxes out every single time you contribute. A lot of people think that's the case. And that's not the case at all. In fact, what happens when you contribute to a Roth is you're actually contributing, like I said, after taxes, but that just means that in the eyes of the IRS, you made your full salary. So they're not taxing every dollar going into your 401k, and then they give you a little bit less. No, that's not the case. What is actually happening is, back to our example, if you make $45,000 a year and you put $5,000 into the 401k Roth, that just means that you made all $45,000. So when you file your taxes, you're going to pay taxes on your full salary. Now, you may think, well, why would I do that? If I'm putting the money away, why would I still get taxed on it? The incentive of the Roth contribution is that once I retire, the rule is after 59 and a half years old, once I retire after 59 and a half, those Roth dollars that I put in, plus all of the money that those Roth dollars made me, so all the growth that I made on those on those Roth contributions, it's going to be 100% tax-free after 59 and a half. So that's a huge reason why people do that option versus pre-tax. So remember, pre-tax, I get the tax break today, but I still have to pay taxes on that money tomorrow. Roth, I pay taxes on the money today, but I don't pay any taxes in the future as long as I wait till 59 and a half years old. So when determining which route to go, again, how much money do I make today? Am I going to make more or less later? Am I going to be in a higher tax bracket or a lower tax bracket later? And how much time do I have while I'm saving this money? If you're just starting out in your career and you're young, chances are you're in a lower tax bracket making less income than you will later in life. And you have a lot of years until 59 and a half. Well, if that's the case, the argument would be for Roth 
because I have lots of years of tax-free growth. I'm in a lower tax bracket than I probably will be later, so let me pay the taxes now, and I'm going to contribute all my money to the Roth 401k. If you're maybe older or you're making the most money you've ever made in your life right now or you don't have as many years until you use that money, maybe pre-tax is better, right? If I'm in a high tax bracket today and I know that I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket later, maybe it makes more sense to contribute pre-tax so I can defer those taxes until a later time. Now, always, always remember, when the company puts their match in or their fixed contribution in, that money is still pre-tax. The company's contribution will still be taxable to you later. It doesn't matter if you do Roth or pre-tax on your own money because the company money is there. The company's getting an incentive to put it in and that company money hasn't been taxed yet. So essentially, you're still going to have to pay on that. So that's another reason to think about it. If you're young and have a lot of time, well, the company's going to contribute for a a lot of years. That's money you still got to pay taxes on later. So offsetting some of that with Roth dollars is a good option too, because those Roth dollars are tax-free. So again, pre-tax Roth, once we determine the amount of money to do, then we determine how we're going to contribute those dollars. And then once we determine how much we're going to contribute, or how we're going to contribute those dollars, then we have to determine what we're going to put our money into. What, what investment options are we going to put our money into? See, I get this question all the time. George, how much is my 401k going to make me? Or how much is an IRA going to make me? Like if you're self-employed, you don't have a 401k, you typically will have what's called a SEP IRA or a simple IRA. It works very similarly to the rules I just discussed in terms of contributions. The limits are a little bit lower and th- or higher, depends on the plan. And then sometimes the amounts that you um, can put in, the tax components are a little bit different. So if you're self-employed, give me a call. Uh, it's a little bit more in-depth than uh, if you have just a normal kind of W-2 paying job if you're an employee of a company. Um, but that's something to consider. And also if you're contracted, 1099, Uh, You can set something up. You can set up your own uh, retirement plan as well. Um, So you can start saving money that way. So my musician friends and people who write and get royalties and 1099s, contractors, that's another way that, hey, if you want to start putting some money aside, if you're self-employed or just get paid as a contractor, there are plans that you can use to, to help with that. We can go through those at another time. So we have to then, again, we go through how much we put in, we go through how we put that money in, pre-tax or Roth, and then we're going to determine from there what types of uh, investments we're going to choose. So the investment options that we choose are different person to person. This will really come down to how aggressive or conservative do you want your investments to be right now. Again, if you're younger, have a lot of time before you were going to touch this money, traditionally speaking, you can be a little bit more aggressive because it doesn't really matter what the market does tomorrow. If I'm not going to touch this money for 30 years, then who cares? Get aggressive, let it grow, and then we'll see what happens over time. If you're a few years away from retirement or you're getting closer to retirement age, you're getting older, you want to be maybe a little bit more conservative with the money just so that way if the market does drop, you're not worried about, hey, can I retire or not because I'm in a more conservative position. So what investment options you choose, stocks, bonds, ETFs, mutual funds, all of the above will depend on number one, what options the 401k offers. So you have to figure out what your employer offers you first. And then you figure out, okay, what's more aggressive, what's more conservative. 
I can't recommend specifically for you, hey, buy this or sell this. I'm not going to do that specifically for each and every person. It's very personalized, but how the investments work, what are more aggressive, more conservative, how do you determine which options are best for you? That's exactly what a refined membership can help with. And I do that all the time with people and say, hey, here's your 401k lineup based on what the company gives you as options. Here's the conservative options. Here's the aggressive options. Here are uh, stock uh, choices. Here are bond choices. Here are fund choices. I go through all of it so that way you know exactly what the options are so you can make the best decision on which route to go. So we have to pick, again, how much money we put in. We have to pick what type of contribution we're doing. And then we have to pick the overall investments. Now, where people lose money unknowingly, unnecessarily are in those three main areas. How much do I put in? Am I losing money because I can afford to do more, but I'm not, or I'm not getting my company match and I really should be? That's a huge area. Am I losing money because I'm paying taxes on all these dollars now that I probably don't need to be paying or vice versa? I'm deferring all the taxes till I get to later in life where I'm probably going to have to pay more. That's a huge uh, unknown for people. And that's a huge area where people are losing money unknowingly, unnecessarily. And then third option I lose money because I don't know how to invest that money. Am I too aggressive? Am I too conservative? Right? You can lose money because I picked investments too aggressive. That means the market could drop and then my investments could go down. And if I get emotional and try to figure out if I should sell or buy, I can start to lose that way. Or if I have a lot of years before I'm going to touch this money, you might be too conservative. You might actually be missing out on long-term growth and losing money that way. So you have to look at all the options. How much to do? What's the company match? Should I do pre-tax or Roth? And then picking the right investments. Again, we're going to put tons of money over our lifetime away in these things. A 401k is your number one source of retirement income later in life. You don't want to be losing money unknowingly, unnecessarily. Give me a call, sign up for a membership. It's literally a 30 to 40 minute conversation on each of these things to make sure, hey, this is exactly the right place for me to be. Again, I'm here to provide the education. What are the options? You can even send me. I have no problem looking at what some of the investment options are or what the summary summary plan description is. Like, do you have pre-tax and Roth? Do you have company contributions? If there's a lot of uh, paperwork involved, especially when you're starting out. Or maybe you've done it for a lot of years now and you're not sure if you're in the right position. Again, that's a great place. I can just come in and provide some clarity, provide some color commentary on what is going on in your plan, give you really good options. And then the last thing that I want to mention, just the last couple of seconds here, is I want to just talk for a moment about the actual overall uh, fees to your funds. See, every single option in the 401k have different investment funds. And each fund has a fee associated with it. A lot of times people don't know what those fees are. When you don't know what those fees are, we tend to overpay for some of our investment options. I see this a lot when you work for a smaller employer. So if you're not working for like corporate America, but your employer gives you some sort of retirement options or, or 401k, a lot of times the fees associated with your investment options can be really expensive. 
So I had a gentleman come in uh, one time and say, hey, you know, can you just look over the investment options? Like, are these the right investment options? And again, I'm not going to say, hey, buy this, sell this. But I did provide a lot of clarity in the world of fees. The investment options he was in had some of the highest fees, like annual fees that you have to pay to be in those of the entire 401k lineup. So I just showed him, I said, listen, here's some options that perform pretty much just as good as what you're in right now, but they're way cheaper. Like the fee that you're going to pay to be in that option is a lot less. And that was a huge area. He said, you know, I've been in these things for 10, 20 years. I had no idea that I was even paying these extra things. So that's kind of the kind of stuff that, you know, talking to a coach, reviewing your overall 401k and the options is a great place to go just so that way I can provide, again, that clarity and confidence so you know exactly what's going on. So ultimately, again, to recap today, three areas in the 401k where people are losing money unknowingly, unnecessarily. How much to contribute, number one. Company match, contributions, how much should I do, what can I afford to do? Number two, how am I contributing, pre-tax or Roth? Is one better or worse for me? Number three, your investment options. Am I too aggressive? Am I too conservative? Am I paying too much or too little? I need to know all of these different pieces. If that is you and you want to have a conversation, give a refined coach a call. Sign up for a $50 a month membership. I'd be more than happy to work through all of these different areas and all five areas where we're losing money unknowingly, unnecessarily. This is a biggie, though. I see this all the time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Refined Financial Podcast. I do appreciate all the subscribers and the listeners. Give us a like, give us a subscribe. And uh, the next one, I promise, (laughs) won't take a month to get to you. Um, As we finish the five areas, people lose money unknowingly, unnecessarily. We're in the middle of season two. Thank you guys so much for the support. Give us a call if you'd like any more information or you just want to have a conversation, kind of go through your personal finances and uh, hashtag get a money coach. That's what we're here for. We're here to help coach you through things. Uh, We would love to uh, talk to you. Sign up today. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk again soon. if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any new content also you can go on our website at refinedfinancial.co to sign up for a membership and give us a call at 518-213-4525 if you have any other questions or like more information about our service thanks so much